Hey, y'all, and welcome to episode 29 of the podcast. You are really going to want to take some time to listen to this episode. There is so much in this episode. You can read a lot of it in the show notes, but just to hit some highlights, we talk a lot about Allison's story, what brought her to functional medicine, what to do if you feel like something's wrong, but your doctor says everything looks normal or your lab works look normal, and what the difference is between conventional lab work and functional medicine lab work, and uh, what it means to find a Sherlock Holmes in your health, and so many other amazing topics that are all jam-packed into this episode, this podcast episode. And so you're really going to want to listen through this slowly, take breaks. And I do want to let you know that about 46 minutes in, if you're listening with kids, we are talking about a bacteria and how it can get transferred under marital circumstances. And so just be aware of that. Maybe pause if kids are around or whatever you feel comfortable with. It's not graphic, but I did just want to make you aware of that as you are entering into this conversation. She even gives you three, a three-step process for finding a better way to look at your health and finding deep health and joy in your health. And as a woman of God, and if you are a wife or a mom, being able to feel good and energetic and lively and thriving. And so I cannot wait for you to get in and to listen to this episode. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never-reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey, and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. We have Allison back on the podcast today. She is the owner of Better Belly Therapies. If you have not listened to her intro episode that was last week, head back and listen to that episode. You are going to want to get to know her and hear the truth bombs and just understand what she does in her company and her business. But today, we are going to get specific with the topic of why your doctors say your labs look normal when you don't feel normal and what you can actually do about it. So with that, Allison, I'm going to ask the, go ahead and just ask the first question. We're gonna, just going to get heated from the start. How, first things first, how did you come to helping women heal from conditions 
that conventional doctors haven't helped. So we did jump into this, touch on this just a little bit in the first mm-hmm. episode, but I had my own health crises in 2015. Yeah. That is where honestly, like, and I'd say after being in this field and industry for over five years now, wow, going on eight, I feel old now. Experienced. I, yes, yes. that's consistently what I find. People who are passionate about this work, who think differently, they've been sick and they did something about it. And so in 2015, I had my health, took a nosedive in like a matter of three months. I couldn't, I wasn't sleeping through the night. I was suddenly sensitive to dairy. I was bloated and constipated and my face was all puffy and I, I was in pain all the time. And I had no idea what to do. I went gluten-free. I did the low FODMAP. I went to doctors. Mm-hmm. I got blood work. I did colonoscopies and endoscopies and pelvic floor therapy because wow. AK, I was trying to poop, constipation. Yeah. I went yeah. to gynecologist because I lost my period. Mm-hmm. And of course, none of the doctors thought like, no, I, I'm a smart person. My dad's a doctor. I'm yeah. telling the doctors like, look, my period stopped at the same, around the same time that all this GI stuff came up like are they possibly connected and they're like nah like even if they were even if they were they're like just take this medicine well of course the medicine doesn't work to either start my period or to make me poop yeah and you just feel you feel miserable on top of crazy on top of like is this in my head did i do this to myself why is no one else in my family experiencing it just 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 crazy making. Yeah, yeah. And then of course you're not sleeping and you just I start to wonder am I ever going to get married because like I don't want to be married to someone like me like mm. someone who's sick all the time. I want to be a thriving wife, mother, yeah, life partner and 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 can I ever have a kid under this situation? Could I ever own a home? I had to switch jobs like meltdown was real. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> through through a lot of honestly chance in some ways, I just slowly discovered the three main things that I do with my clients, which is craniosacral therapy, visceral manipulation, and functional lab testing mm. by doing it for myself. And yeah. as I as I did and discovered each of those steps, and then of course became certified and trained in all of these things to do it for other people, I healed my body and found out what was going in the root cause. So yeah. that, that is, is- yeah, that's and and that was yeah, that was a god thing. With all the all the random ways that I like discovered things. I meet people mm-hmm. who've been struggling in their health for 30 years and yeah. have never come across what I do and when I work with them, I'm the first person who has ever talked to them about or evaluated them in in any of the ways that I evaluate people mm-hmm. and and we've had, I mean, just massive success for people who'd been to John Hopkins University Hospital wow. or Mayo Clinic or the Cleveland Clinic, which has this yeah. huge integrative branch, mm-hmm. and they're getting more results than they did in any of these hospitals. And it's literally all all thanks to God. Yeah, that is incredible. And I feel like, like you said, so often – especially I feel like in the functional medicine world and when you go through something and you weren't getting the answers, I feel like a lot of people, that's what I run into is they went into it because they finally found something that worked for them and they wanted to help others with the same. And I can understand why, because your life changed after that. Like, first of all, it changed with all the issues popping up. And then afterwards it changed, you know, with with the healing that came along with it. So if if women have heard that your labs look normal before, but they don't feel normal, 
what can they do? I get this question so much, or not really question, just so many people sharing with me that they've gotten blood work done. You know, the doctor says it's normal. And I'm like, well, but you're still experiencing symptoms. They're like, yeah, but they're like, just take this medicine or just try this or do that. You know, they don't look at it from a holistic perspective. What, what can they do? So I'm going to give you a couple just tidbits of just pieces of truth, just fact. Yeah. But before I do that, I also want to say if you are somebody who you've gotten, the doctor says your labs look normal and you don't feel normal, you have to trust yourself first. And I think as society, we are trained to see doctors as this holy grail of this Mm. person is so much smarter than me. And like, I could, like, I just have to take their word as like holy truth. Like Mm. the Bible is holy truth, but like a doctor, like doctors 20, 20 might be too short. 30 years ago, we're saying smoking was okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and you also want to consider, does your doctor even look healthy? And that's that can be, a, you know, like a little, you know, I've had doctors who look healthy who still tell me stuff, but like, have they dealt with what you've, what you're dealing with and, and reversed it? And do you like all the outcomes that they, anyways, that gets into a deeper thing. But the biggest thing is, is like, I can't totally convince you to go and look for deeper things. You, if you yeah. feel like the doctor is the word of truth and you're okay with how you feel or your clients are, Shayla, that's just something someone's going to have to come onto their own terms to really believe yeah. or even want to explore that mm. there could be more out there. Yeah. Let's get dig into some facts though. So fact number one, blood work, especially conventional lab testing, is faulty. And when I say faulty, I mean, I'm going to talk about one thing called standard lab ranges versus functional lab ranges. So standard lab range, that is when you get your blood work back and it says, it is your blood work high, low, or normal? What the, 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 the thing that determines the bounds of high or low is not based off of a healthy human. It's not, not like someone did some research and said, wow, if someone's really healthy, this is where they should be following, following what the high and low is, is what is the average person's blood work coming into this lab. So if you go to a lab like Quest Diagnostics and they survey your whole state or the whole Midwest or just one city, their their lab ranges are what is the average person in that city or state or region getting. Now now you want to ask yourself, is that are those people healthy? Yeah. All they're asking is, are you sicker than everyone else? Mm. That's the only thing that they're asking or evaluating. Yep. Yep. Are you more out of range than everybody else? (laughs) That is not actually asking, do you feel good? Mm -hmm. Functional lab ranges, on the other hand, are lab ranges that are typically narrower than standard lab ranges because they have been evaluated by doctors and researchers saying when someone feels healthy Mm -hmm. at a certain age or in a certain gender, what are these markers typically going to be in within? Mm. And that range is so much narrower that I will get people who come to me with their blood work and they'll have one or two markers off in their blood work. Typically it's like cholesterol will be off, glucose will be off, Mm. white blood cells might be off. Not enough to like really look like you have found a smoking gun scenario. But doctors are like, yeah, your iron's kind of low, your vitamin D is kind of low, we're going to give you these things. Mm. And you're like, I'm not like, look, my I'm not getting bloating from low iron and, vi- and low low vitamin D. That's a load mm-hmm. of crap. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like really lame. And so I'm not getting 
like endometriosis because I have low iron. This yeah, is this is yeah. horrible science. Horrible science. If you want to talk about the scientific method, doctors are not using it because they are and and part of that gets into they're being forced to crank out clients at an absurd rate. Like when yeah. I look at someone's blood work in functional lab ranges, what, the next thing that doctors are not doing is they always look at a one-to-one correlation. So like if iron is low, give the person iron supplement. Well, here's another piece of fact. In functional medicine, if we look at iron's low, by the way, there's four different main markers for iron mm-hmm. that I look at. And that one could be low and one could be really, really high. And that tells me something different than if one's low and one's low and the other yeah. one's low, right? Yeah. There's different like levers the body's pushing and pulling. And so first off, they're not doing good science because they're usually only looking at like one or two markers on an iron panel and then they give you iron. Well, your iron could actually be low because you have a pathogen. Mm. If you have a pathogen like a parasite, and I'm talking about invisible parasites, you won't be able to see it in your stool. People freak out or they tell me, I don't see parasites in my stool. Wouldn't be in your stool or wouldn't be visible. Mm -hmm. Your body will actually, it's smart enough, it can hide iron from you because Mm. it's also hiding iron from the pathogen. Yeah. Right? So you could be anemic because you have a parasite. Yeah. And because your body's actually being smart enough, it's trying to weaken the parasite. Well, yeah, it's going to affect you too. Mm -hmm. Well, if so, if I see low iron, especially if I see something called high ferritin, which is another Mm -hmm. marker that the marker that would be high, that is commonly high if there's a pathogen because the body's hiding very intelligently Mm -hmm. the iron. I'm don't give the client iron. They can't absorb it. They're not their yeah. body won't their body won't do anything with it. Yep. You get rid of the pathogen. And doctors are doing a horrible job. And and actually, let me back up and say I actually I'm not enjoying I don't enjoy ripping apart doctors like as yeah. a as a people. Mm-hmm. It's as a category can what they're doing and what the like insurance allows them to do mm-hmm. and what the yeah. what the normal like standard processes they follow or that are being recommended. That's kind of what's hurting people. So let's, I'm not definitely not bashing like them as humans or them as how much they desire to help people, by the way, but we're just working with facts of of things that are are more scientific versus less scientific. Mm -hmm. You just can't look at one marker. And that's often what doctors are doing when they're looking at blood work. When I look at blood work, not only do I see more markers that are quote unquote out of range because Mm -hmm. I have more sensitive parameters, Mm -hmm. but the other thing is is that I'm looking at multiple markers. Okay, iron's low, but white blood cells are also low, but lymphocytes are high, but but, ALT and AST or liver enzymes are high and so is cholesterol. And now I'm getting like, oh, the liver needs to be supported and there's a, probably a pathogen going on and suddenly we're thinking we need more lab testing than just this blood work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's crazy that there there can really be a whole other story going on inside your body that, that you, traditional doctors may never find. Like just because, like you said, they're they're time constrained. They their methods that they're allowed to use due to insurance, all of those things, you know, prevent them from being able to do some of the things that that you can come in and you can do and you can see. And just the just the fact that the way that that blood blood work is the average normals right now with traditional blood work that you were talking about, just the fact that it's based off of everybody who goes in and their numbers you know, the average American is actually unhealthy. And so knowing that, no wonder your blood work may seem fine, but 
you still feel something like that something deeper is going on. But I love that you also said, listen to your body, listen to yourself. You're not crazy. If you feel like things are going on, you're not, you know, nitpicking uh, like, Oh, I yeah. you just every like, Ooh, one thing that really gets me with doctors. And cause I see this, I see this too much. Like if you're, if you've never had kids and you say you're tired, they might nitpick your job, but it's mm-hmm. not a big, like, like, well, we'll get a less stressful job maybe is what they'll say or exercise more. Like they'll give you some dumb plaintiffs, but like, the really stuff that gets me is, well, you're postpartum. It's your kids. Like you're just, it's yeah. just because you're a mom. And it's like, whoa, this is because maybe even that's what that doctor experienced and she mm-hmm. doesn't know any better. Yeah. That does not mean that that's an okay thing. We can have extremely, extremely vibrant health as mom, mm-hmm. as moms. Like we do not need to be dealing with weight gain and skin problems and headaches and migraines and sinus congestion and bloating and mm-hmm. and poor sleep and, and fatigue. Like we don't have to be dealing with that point blank. Yeah. And it can take a lot of boldness to say that because I think, again, we can then be lean towards shame and guilt of like, yeah. that sounds like a lot of stuff to fix. And Allison's living in this dream fairyland of like, like no, it might not be fast, but the other thing is if you're working super hard in your health and you're not feeling better, you're like, mm-hmm. you've bought the blue light glasses for your sleep hygiene and you go to yeah. bed at the right time and you're working on your kid's bedtime and you, you're you working so hard and you still don't feel rested. You still don't have good energy. You still aren't losing weight. You still mm-hmm. are bloated all the time or half the day or whatever. Yeah. Then your body's giving you signals something else is going on. Like if you have to go back on birth control because your PMS symptoms are so horrible Mm -hmm. that that's the only way to get the symptoms to be manageable. That's your body screaming, I need help. And doctors are not being good listeners or or investigators. I want you to find a Sherlock Holmes for your health because if it was up to Sherlock Holmes, he'd find who killed Mm -hmm. you. Like he would find it. And doctors are basically saying – well, it's really not obvious and it kind of looks like the cat did it. So <laughs> yeah, that is a great, a great analogy. Find a Sherlock Holmes of a doctor. That's, that's my goal. That's what I say uh-huh. that I am the investigator of your health. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes you need a, a like a cheerleader for your health. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need a Sherlock Holmes who's going to say, look, I know your husband didn't kill your daughter, even though mm-hmm. it looks like he did. I'm yeah. going to go and find the evil, crazy, smart person who hit it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's a super great analogy because it's all the hidden, like you were saying, pathogens that could be there. It's like they're so sneaky. And I can't wait to ask you a little bit more questions about that later. But, it okay, so woman gets her labs back. You know, doctor says they're normal, but she doesn't feel normal in your opinion. And I'm pretty sure I already know the, the answer to this. But do you ever feel like there's a time a woman should just accept that, accept that her body's sick, learn to live with her level of pain or fatigue or weight gain or whatever it is that's going on? Should she just accept it because her daughter doctor said everything is normal or what should she do about it? Yeah, so... I like to answer this in two ways. I'm, you, you, everyone will probably wants to hear me coming out of the great gate screaming, "No, don't mm-hmm. accept it!" And that—that's the—that the, I'm going to get to that part. But I also want to say that there's a point if ignoring what the doctor said, if you know you are sick and you've been struggling with your weight gain, your pain, your fatigue, whatever's going on. I also like because I work with women with autoimmune conditions, chronic illness, you know, they've, or, or even just like IBS, but they've had it for 10 years. Yeah. Right. Um, 
they can feel very frustrated and like they are 10 years behind and and just feel so upset that their body's not working where it's at or or that they're not like the other mom who can like go to all these functions at school and have a job and clean their whole house and like cuz you're like I need to take a nap twice a day <laughs> you know yeah, i work yeah. with clients on a range of of health spectrums and like all my clients i most of them i have to tell them to not work out because their bodies are so sick that they can't actually handle it yeah. which is a thing that I'll, I'll, I will evaluate with them. So they're, they're, they're sicker than maybe most of the clients you would work with, Shayla. Yeah, so yeah. I always tell them, I want you to love your body where it's at. And I want you to accept its limits because then you can work with your limits. If you are always trying to be the other mom down the road or at, mm. at the school or at daycare, yeah. you will burn yourself out with what energy you do have Mm-hmm. And you will not be able to prioritize it where you where you need to, and you will always feel you're less than. And that's an emotional weight that we we just can't handle. So I yeah. want you to accept, like when I in 2015, in 2016, when I was my sickest, I had to accept to a certain amount that I had limits and I was sick, even though I also deep inside me and on a daily basis was actively fighting against it or actively yeah. seeking ways to not be there. So that's what that's where the yes comes in of like, because doctors aren't going to give you that pep talk. They're either going to devalidate where you're at and be like, well, everyone feels that way. Or like, well, I have, well, your blood work looks fine. So it must be in your head. Like, like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying actually it's in your body. Accept it. Ignore what the doctor said. It's in your body. It is there. You Mm -hmm. do have limits. Other people do feel better than you let's figure out, or even if everybody else feels as bad as you, let's not let you stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then number two is the no, no, Mm -hmm. like don't, if if something feels wrong in your body, I have never, like, I don't know if I can emphasize this enough, Shayla. Mm -hmm. I have never, never found a person yet who it was all in their head in the sense of like, They're just attention seeking. Now, those people probably exist. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with them. And and then the, and I deal with a lot of people, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's just assume innocent until proven guilty. Let's assume it is your body. And maybe there's like stress. There's like a mental component. But like let's mm-hmm. assume it's a real physical problem yeah. until until maybe until something mental comes up specifically. Because let me tell you, physical stuff is good at hiding. Mm-hmm. Whether it's there's literally things called stealth infections. Mm. There's like a what? category of infections called stealth infections because they're so good at hiding. Wow, <laughs> isn't that terrifying? Quite mold, mold is one of those. Mold, mm. Lyme is one of those. I don't work with Lyme, but I am getting better at helping clients figure out if that's something they need to be looking into. Yeah, and so we don't need to live in fear, but just to live knowing. I I. I have had so many clients break down crying when they get their lab results because they were so convinced that nothing would show up. They just thought it must be all in their head. I have one client yeah. in particular actually stands out to me. I have her I have her testimonial on my on my sales page for my course the blood blood lab or better belly blueprint mm-hmm. where and she her main concern in working with me was that we would find nothing in our labs and mm-hmm. i get so many i i haven't gotten in in a while but that used to be a main thing of like i'm gonna spend all this money in labs what if nothing's there 
Yeah. And I was like, I just don't think it's going to happen. You can't feel this bad and nothing's happening. And that woman, she was a strong believer, mother of five, did worked very closely with a psychologist, was on psych meds to help balance a lot of like depression and anxiety yeah. and just was used to thinking of evaluating her body through a psychological lens. And wow. I was like, what is a physiological one? And we found things like a parasite and candida overgrowth and low stomach acid and low digestive enzymes and she no longer has constipation. And guess what? Her mood improved so much that she was reduced in how much psych meds she was on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just, if I, I just don't like, I just, it's in the body. Our bodies are so important. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I completely agree. And, And with that, what do you feel like what are some of the ways that you can find deeper health? Like find this, you know, obviously too, you could go reach out to Allison, you could find her, but what, what would you say your top three steps are to finding deeper healing in your own body? So the three steps that I do with my clients that I recommend everyone do, they are number one, collect data. Number two, create your plan. And number three, work the plan. And I'm going to highlight some of these. You might sound like, well, that's super basic. The, the basic stuff works, y'all. Yeah. Number yeah. one, collect data. This is the number one mistake I see in this step is either insufficient data. So mm-hmm. only getting one, out, like just TSH, which is your thyroid marker and nothing else. And if yeah. you don't know what this is, like, that's fine. You're not the doctor. Find someone else who knows what these things are. Yeah. But also insufficient data can be not getting stool testing for a parasite, not getting, looking at your estrogen metabolites, which is a urine-based test. This is something mm-hmm. called a Dutch test that I do with my clients. By the way, stool testing through conventional doctors is also faulty. So if you specifically say, I want to look for a parasite or candida, even if you, even if you do it, I've had clients not find it, then do lab testing with me through functional lab testing, which is more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And again, the ranges are, are more sense. It's like literally more sensitive testing. We will still find H. pylori or whatever Mm -hmm. things that the conventional testing didn't do. So insufficient or poor quality data. And then poorly interpreted data. I've actually had clients go to functional doctors, get amazing labs, Mm -hmm. end up at my doorstep six months later saying, I paid all this money to this person. They didn't get me better. This is all the lab testing they did. Can you make anything out of it? And Mm -hmm. I looked at this person's lab and I said, your alkaline phosphatase is like in the pits. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Like, did did they point this marker out? And they said, no. I was like, you have a major low stomach acid problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did they say anything to you about that? They said no, but they handed me all these supplements to take. I was like, mm. wow, none of these supplements do anything for that. Yeah. So you just yeah. have people who are who are even getting the data and they're not even doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is that you don't always know who that is. You just know they have the word doctor in front of you, in front of it. And unfortunately, mm. we as buyers, we don't get these like when we buy products, the product says what the height of the couch is, what the width of it, like what is it made out of organic material? What's the exact color of the swatch? Mm-hmm. Like we'll do all this research before we buy a couch, especially if it's brand new, right? Yeah, From a nice yeah. company. Mm-hmm. And yet for a doctor, we just like are supposed to show up and be like, I trust you. You have a doctor. <laughs> like you says MD, like yep. this is DO. It's just functional. Like, and unfortunately that is no longer a good enough measure. And so what Mm -hmm. I I say, like vet people, vet their website, vet if they have a podcast, follow them there. If they have an Instagram, follow them there. Yeah, The bet, a lot of really high quality practitioners are trying to get information out there because they're trying to stand out from all the other seedy stuff out there. That's just the weeds, really, Mm -hmm. the, the bad stuff. So 
I have some extra resources like episode 71, why everyone should be able to read their thyroid markers. I talk about yeah. thyroid markers and what what you should what your doctor should be getting there. I have yeah. episode 72, why your iron and vitamin D are still low even after taking supplements, where mm-hmm. I get into key hacks there. Episode 66, six reasons your doctor is reading your blood labs wrong, but plus how you can do it better. Episode three, why probiotics aren't healing your gut. Like mm-hmm. I yes. have killed so many of these topics in my podcast and and like hours of hours of work like information mm-hmm. worth like month like months and years of research and education I've done and we either find someone you trust or or get the information yourself and that will tell you what data to collect so that's number one is collect data when you get all the data that you need you can create a solid plan yeah. and this plan is not what doctors tell you of like, try this one pill, wait two weeks or two months, see how it goes and then we'll meet up again. It's like mm-hmm. my clients, when they come to, usually if you were trying everything in your health and you can't lose the weight, get rid of the fatigue, clear up your skin, whatever it is, you're, you are a car that's missing three things. You're missing gas, you're missing a spark plug and you're missing a axle right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you fix one of those three things, it's not going to work. If you have a spark plug, it doesn't change the fact you have no oil yeah. and a broken axle. If you fix your axle, it doesn't change the fact that you still have no oil. Mm-hmm. When you, and the, m- many of us are sick enough and I was, me too, like, and then not for even negligence, just for ignorance, not knowing uh, what yeah. to look for. We need all three. So you can't just give one, one supplement, even if it's herbal, even if it's natural, one probiotic, one whatever, you need all three things fixed. And that's where the plan comes in, a multi-layered plan that says, I've got my different things working with me and yeah. for me that I'm going to I'm gonna create. And so I, I also, if, if anybody doesn't believe me, think about baking a cake too. Mm-hmm. Like if you crack an egg and you put it in the oven on 350, you're going to have a boiled egg. Right. Or like, right? Like mm-hmm. you need to, if you just put baking soda and sift it with flour and put it in the oven, you got flour, mm-hmm. right? You need to put all the ingredients in and you need to bake it at the right temperature at the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. And doctors don't think of health that way. They just say, I'm going to crack an egg and see what happens. I'm like, yeah, this is not yeah. evolution, y'all. We don't have a million years to wait for you to get better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> not not even making comments on creationism versus evolution, yeah, but just no. like, okay, but just, right? So, so create mm-hmm. a plan that yeah. has multiple layers. If it doesn't have multiple layers, and like move on, go mm-hmm. to someone else. Yeah. And number three, work the plan. Now, the main problem here that I see in number three is not doing step number one and two. Mm. We immediately are like, I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna yep. go gluten free. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a fitness coach. If you go gluten free but still have candida, you will still feel sick and you will now think, I'm not sensitive to gluten. Well, actually mm. you might be, but you also have candida. And if you don't yeah. get rid of candida, Mm-hmm. you will still feel poorly. Well, yeah. I also have clients who will go gluten-free and do a candida cleanse. Well, candida only overgrows if it is enabled to. It's a very weak pathogen. Mm-hmm. So it only overgrows if there's other things like H. pylori, low stomach acid, mold, yeast, not yeast infection, liver congestion, mm-hmm. alcohol abuse in the past, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you still need to heal your liver, right? You need to make sure you, you did the collecting the data and then creating the plan because working the plan is is relatively simple and straightforward other than the fact of like if you have someone with you to say oh that's weird or mm. that's normal that's fine and that's super helpful or someone who can help you strategically say like 
what do I do on days when I'm not motivated or whatever it is you're, yeah, you want extra yeah. help with. But mm-hmm. like literally once you have the plan, then like you don't have to worry anymore. Like, am I eating the wrong foods? Am I, mm-hmm. am I missing something? Am I like going gluten-free, but like totally missing something else that I could or should be doing? So that's the three steps. Yeah. And that's uh, two questions with that just real quick. When you're talking about the client who'd seen a functional medicine doctor before and yeah. it come to you and you were like, did they even talk to you about this? Do yeah. you think that was a lack of education on the functional medicine doctor's part or where do you think the disconnect or just the not the right certifications or, you know, the what do you think the underlying issue there was with that? I don't know. I don't know. I definitely know in conventional medicine that there tends to be restraint on time, lack of training, mm-hmm. insurance literally will mm-hmm. tell them. And then the hospital system will tell the doctor, we don't want you running a full thyroid panel unless you have a really good reason because yeah. they basically don't want them wasting money is how they yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. It's a money game. Whether it's mm-hmm. your money or the hospital or the insurance's money, it's all yeah. money. So yeah. I don't want you to say, well, I want to go through my insurance because it costs me less money. It costs you. It could cost you your health yeah. to go through insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that being said, when it comes to functional do- – anybody who comes with the word functional, holistic, or integrative, mm-hmm. it's it's everything from the training they received, like whoever they went to, whatever that person or institute's methods were, they then mm-hmm. adopt – Whatever they have or haven't been exposed to, they can be easily just as overworked. Mm -hmm. You have many doctors who get a fellowship in functional medicine and then then have the workload of a conventional doctor and they Mm -hmm. only get five or 15 minutes with somebody. Yeah. It's like that's not enough time to really – like I work with people – for an hour to an hour and a half, like usually in early on, we're working like large, large swaths of time. And even on the back end, when I'm not meeting with people, I'm looking at their labs. Mm -hmm. And so – I yeah. don't know. I think it. I think it's just it. There's not a lot of quality control. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. is the yeah. best yeah. summary. Not a lot of quality control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like you're talking about, make sure you you vet them, and even looking if you can, seeing like how many clients do they take on. You know, if they're taking on, if they're online, like you are. How long? How long are their appointments? Let's see. How long are their appointments? Do they look at heavy metals? And I say that because I literally just had a client who's struggling with massive insomnia and then just also just chronic like weight gain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's like super healthy lady, is a, literally a counselor, very smart, good at meditating, stuff like that. And she came back and her I did all this like pathogen stuff and we found some mm-hmm. things, but her heavy metal test came back and she had the highest amount of uranium I've seen in any wow. test ever. And it turns out... We did a little bit of digging. She ha- she knows that she has – like uranium is buddies with radon. Radon mm-hmm. is something that homes will actually get tested for in their soil mm-hmm. as like a part – so if you ever bought a home, you might have been encouraged to get radon testing. Yeah, she yeah. knows she has high radon. She has a water filter to filter for radon. Guess what element the, her water filter doesn't filter? Uranium. Uranium. Wow. And so she spent all this money on like a quote unquote high quality filter, just assumed that it was going to filter this and her whole family's getting exposed. Wow. And so like you just like all and I had to spend extra time doing that. Like mm-hmm. she's paying me to work one on one with her and ask her really, really granular questions because mm-hmm. I'll get clients all the time like her immediate response when she saw the high uranium and I said, well, water 
untreated water, radon. These are all common things. I said, does any of this sound like you? And she's like, yeah, but we have a water filter immediately. Like, cause there's always these mm. blocks in our mind, the yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. well, I'm struggling with this. Well, yeah, but I, I, I macro count. I do macros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I take an iron supplement. Yeah, but I take a multivitamin. Like we have all the things we think are covering our bases. If you have symptoms, you you you're not covering your bases somewhere. Yeah, it's not yeah. for lack of trying. Mm-hmm. It's not for lack of trying. Yeah, yeah. So, is there? Would you say, you know, knowing knowing all of that, is there a single diet you recommend for most listeners in order to heal their gut and their body? or any guidance when it comes to food restrictions or food sensitivity tests. I do want you to talk a little bit about pathogens too, because I find those fascinating that they can hide in your body. It's just crazy to me. But is there anything that you recommend or, you know, I'm sure there's no one size fits all, but anything basic level or what do you do with your your clients? Yeah. So I feel like list, your listeners might not like my response, but this is where I've come to after years of working. Sugar. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't mean like, like, like honey, maple syrup, like do it in, in moderation. Like mm-hmm. don't bake a cake with a cup of, I usually don't use a cup of, I'm trying to think I might use a cup of maple syrup when I like double a recipe, but anyways, sugar sets people up for a lot of problems, granulated sugar, sugar and processed foods. We sugar is like God's gift to mankind as far as like, it's fun. It tastes great. It can be really augment things like chocolate t- would taste horrible without yeah. sugar. Yeah. But that's one thing I just across the board, I'm always telling people like, man, we need like, and, and when they're in a healing period, it's less sugar when they, as they get healthier, the body can handle it better. They can, it can mm-hmm. self-regulate. That's the only thing. Everything else is due testing because yeah. there is actually literally categories of food. There's, there's temporary food sensitivities Y'all, there are mm-hmm. temporary food sensitivities. They are developed when you have leaky gut mm-hmm. and get exposed to a food a lot. So it's mm-hmm. like having a sunburn. That's the leaky gut. Like your yeah. gut lining is raw. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you like rub like a wool shirt over it, right? Mm-hmm. The wool shirt is not bad. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you can visceral response, right? Yeah. The wool shirt would be great in winter, but if you have a sunburn, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so when you have a leaky gut and a damaged gut lining, you could have foods that didn't even cause the damage. Like you're not inherently sensitive to them, but now your body learns to be sensitive to them because they will enter into your bloodstream and your body's like, what's that banana doing here? And it will learn, it will literally learn to be sensitive to that banana. As -hmm. soon as you heal the leaky gut, which is a process, it is not a supplement. It -hmm. is not a mindset or a mindfulness Mm -hmm. technique. It's a process. Yeah, yeah. The three-step process I mentioned of Mm -hmm. data, plan and work the plan. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, you will become unsensitive <laughs> to yeah. those foods. Yeah. I used to be sensitive to apples, broccoli, onion, garlic, everything on the low FODMAP. I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. Then there's permanent food sensitivities. And those are going to be, those can hide like gluten sensitivities and and wheat. Wheat mm-hmm. is not just one, like I, my husband asked me about this recently when it came to dairy. Mm-hmm. He's like dairy. There's like lactose in it. There's also like casein. What what is yeah. this? Like yeah. if you say like dairy, mm-hmm. I want you to think about a house. Like mm-hmm. a house is like the whole object. But when you come in the house, there's like the wood floors. There's the paint. There's the like air ducts. There's all mm-hmm. the things that make up the house. Yeah. And that's the same with food. You might not have like the whole 
thing might not be a problem for you, but if the wood floor is a problem for you, mm. your body hates that. Yeah. And if it's yeah. permanent, you need the right testing to look for it that looks mm. at every single structure in that piece of food and says, are you okay with every single one of these? Yeah. And if you aren't, that's a permanent food sensitivity. Yep. We call it food pept or protein peptide sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So I do spe- specific specialty testing called Zoomer testing. It's a Zoomer bundle by Viber in America. And mm-hmm. I look at both, both temporary and permanent food sensitivities. Everybody's different. I get clients like I never, I like almost never know other than gluten and dairy, which is just the two most common ones. Corn's mm-hmm. becoming much more common too. I almost never know. Like I play little mind games with myself. I'll sometimes even tell a client like mm-hmm. this might come up, but I'm like, I'm almost always surprised by something. Yeah. That one client who was the marathon runner, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned in last episode Yeah, who she was dealing with intense sugar cravings and we did a food sensitivity testing. She was had a temporary sensitivity to broccoli and spinach and she looked at me and she says, I eat those in an egg white omelet every morning. And it's not that broccoli and spinach are bad for her. She was mm-hmm. exposing herself to it while having leaky gut. We mm-hmm. took those out of her diet and she just replaced them with two other veggies in her, in her omelet mm-hmm. and her sugar cravings were down by 80% in three days. Wow. And what she said she wanted me to do when she joined working with me, she's like, Allison, I want you to be accountable. I want you to hold me. Like, I want you to like basically whip me if I if I eat sugar. She thought mm-hmm. that was – I was like, I'm not doing that. That's like way too much work, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's way too much work for me, too much work for you. It's not going to really work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like – I told her, we're going to figure out what's making your microbiome a little nuts. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of it. And you won't even have the sugar cravings. And it was yeah. true in three days. Yeah. So always food pair food sensitivity testing with other what I call root cause testing. And that's mm-hmm. where we get into pathogens. Yeah. What actually caused the leaky gut? Is mm-hmm. it a gluten sensitivity, like a permanent food sensitivity? Mm-hmm. Is it a parasite? Is it a heavy metal? Is it mineral deficiency? By the way, mm-hmm. women get incredibly mineral deficient in pregnancy and breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're taking your multivitamin. Yeah. You need really intentional mineral strategy mm-hmm. to avoid that. And I've done that. And I've taken hair samples <laughs> like every three to six months since getting pregnant and giving birth mm-hmm. to be like, where are my mineral levels? Yeah. Because I don't want to be feeling gross. Yeah. So, yeah. and then hormone strategy, sex, adrenal, thyroid, they're all, they're all super important when you yeah. are looking at, at your overall health. Don't always, mm-hmm. don't only ever just look at food. Yeah, and just one piece of the puzzle. So with that, you know, kind of going back to pathogens, what what do you find is the most common one that you see among women, particularly or men as well? Like, is there one that's more common than another, and what is it, and why do you think that is? H. pylori. H. pylori is the most common one I see. About thirty five percent of the American population has H. pylori. It's a bacteria that hangs out in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And it loves stomach acid. It will lower oh, your stomach okay. acid. And then when you have low stomach acid, you won't digest your food well enough. That undigested food will hit your microbiome in your small and large intestine. It will make them overgrow or undergrow. You will get bloating. You'll get constipated because your food's not fully digested. You will get very bad gas or smelly gas because, mm-hmm. again, your, your food will start to rot in the gut because it didn't mm-hmm. get prepared right in, yeah. by the stomach. And the, and there's two other like things, bile and and pancreatic enzymes that digest. But if stomach acid's mm-hmm. missing, you're not breaking down protein and fat. 
If you don't break down protein and fat, you can't build muscle. Your neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. can get wonky. You get anxious. You get depressed. You Mm -hmm. can't build muscle. You you can't lose weight or you can't gain weight. I see both with H. pylori. And then you'll get acid reflux because the most common cause of acid reflux, low stomach acid, not high. And so H. pylori is easily gotten – I think it's just because it's easily gotten. It's transferable via spit. I see it a lot with clients who are – so think kissing. I sometimes will ask clients – I've had clients, okay, when did all your problems start? One client, it was all my problems started after I married my husband. When did you and your husband start dating? Three to six months, like they were, they were dating six months. They were Christian. They, mm-hmm. they were like advanced in age. They loved each other. They knew they wanted to get married. They met mm-hmm. each other, and six months later, they were married. They yeah. didn't kiss until three months into that. Mm-hmm. They, her, her symptoms didn't start until a couple weeks after their honeymoon, and she just thought, mm-hmm. "Am I going crazy? Is it like I got married and I turned into an evil person?" Like she was losing <laughs> it. Like, and she didn't mm-hmm. know if like, is this a spiritual problem? Am I under a spiritual mm-hmm. attack? She wanted to kill herself. She was suicidal. Oh wow. She was a nutritionist, and mm-hmm. she like knew that she something deeper was going on. None of her doctor, all their doctors, just wanted to push pills at her. She's like, "Pills are great if they will keep me from killing myself, yeah, but why is yeah. this going on?" They wouldn't do any, they refused to do H. pylori testing. She came to me just for H. pylori testing because she knew it would cause these problems. We found it and her husband had it too. And her husband gave it to her. I've had clients who we think they might've gotten it from a boyfriend or girlfriend in middle school. Mm -hmm. Right. From kissing. Right. So you can get it. If you're, I had a client, her husband already been married for like 10 years, traveled to Mexico for work. He got it in mm-hmm. Mexico because in developing countries, it's higher. There's a higher rate of it, sixty-five mm-hmm. to 85%, depending on the developing country. Mm-hmm. You can get it just from like unwashed food and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he got it in Mexico, we think, came back, gave her a nice little smooch. She now has it. He has symptoms. It's acid reflux. Her symptoms yeah. are worse. Yeah. And he also doesn't wow. really care. He just avoids spicy food or, or deals with the pain or takes you know, Pepsid or something. She has all these other problems. Once you have Mm -hmm. H. pylori, it's easier to develop candida. It's easier to Mm -hmm. have a parasite. Mm -hmm. It's easier Mm -hmm. for all these other problems to show up. H. pylori is like the bane of my existence. And (laughs) you could, you can deal with it so easily with like a one month Mm -hmm. herbal protocol. And Mm -hmm. it's just doctors, when they run tests for it, they have Mm -hmm. a positive negative. It doesn't show, here's what gets my goat. If you mm-hmm. want to talk about lab testing and and clients are going down this road, there's so many ways you can go wrong with conventional lab testing because if they get this mm-hmm. testing from a doctor, which I, I mean, it's amazing even if the doctor will do that testing, it can still say, it'll say positive or negative. In the conventional medicine mindset, hold on here, hang on with me. In the conventional mm-hmm. medicine mindset, H. pylori is not always pathogenic because we've done studies and we found people who have H. pylori and no symptoms. So doctors, the standard lab ranges actually say if you have less than a certain amount of it, they consider it a problem. So when Mm. you get the lab results back, it'll say positive or negative. It doesn't mean you don't have it. It means you have less Mm -hmm. than what they think is a problem. Oh, wow. But that doesn't, we don't have any research that says that everyone responds to H. pylori the same. We don't have any research on that. We do know mm-hmm. that there's different strains of H. pylori that are more aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's acknowledged. But there is not a lot of acknowledgement of like, who cares? I just say, if mm-hmm. you come to me and you have H. pylori, even in my testing, it doesn't say positive or negative. It shows you exactly how much you have. 
if yeah. you have any idea with it, because that mm-hmm. is, it's not doing you any favors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with that, so you're talking about the, the, the couple and she got it from the husband. Now oh, let's just yes. scenario, right? Okay. So she gets, does the protocol, the herbal protocol, gets rid of it. He still has it. Can she he has still- to do the protocol. He has to do the protocol would too. would have to do it. Okay. I always okay. tell my clients, look, if you're yeah. if you kiss somebody on the mouth, mm-hmm. like I'm not even talking yeah. about like pecks on the cheek. If you were a yeah. swap and spit because you love uh-huh. them, I don't care if it's a like like nature doesn't care if they're married, boyfriend, girlfriend, one mm-hmm. night stand. Nature doesn't care. But you kiss that mm-hmm. person and they have H. Yeah. you'll yeah. get it. Have them do the protocol. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I was gonna say because. Because if they didn't do the protocol, they would just get it again, wouldn't they? Yeah, they have to do the protocol. Just the H. pylori. I don't make them do anything Mm -hmm. else unless we think – sometimes I have the the spouse do a parasite. Parasites are easily swapped via poop. And Mm y'all, I hope this is okay to say, when we have intercourse, there's a very close contact with something that comes through – where poop comes through. So Mm, spouses, sometimes that's a concern I have, but not as much. Mm -hmm. Not uh, on the whole. Yeah, yeah. Not like H. pylori. Yeah, that's I it's just fascinating. I've talked with Allison before and just learned more about her business over the last year and so that ever since the first conversation we had when she talked about pathogens, it's just been very fascinating and on my mind. And so I love that you got to explain that. With as we were going to close out here, can you explain the difference in your one-on-one coaching and your group coaching? So what what are the obviously one-on-one you're meeting with them an hour and a half, however much time you need for that six months. And also people listening, what is six months in the life, in your lifetime? Like if it only takes six months to like fix all of these issues or like find the root cause and really care for your body, like that is nothing. It's a drop in the hat for your life. And so just encourage like, you know, to encourage ladies listening, if they feel like they have these issues and they feel like you are suited for them, reach out to Allison really, please do. All her links will be in the show notes. Six months is not a long time. Budget for it and then take the time, take the six months to do it because it's going to be worth it in the end of it. So with that, with that one-on-one, what's the difference in the one-on-one and the group coaching? So the group coaching I made to make make it more affordable to work with me, point Mm -hmm. blank, just going to say it. I took my best practices with all my women I've worked with who have, and men, (laughs) Yeah. My, my couple male clients are like, and men, all the men and women I've dealt with, worked with who had bloating and constipation, they don't all have the same things, but they do have the same cluster of things. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've crystallized all of that and put it into a program where it's a course, there's videos, there's worksheets, there's downloads. You can take yourself through it where you collect your own data with mm-hmm. at-home lab testing that you order through yeah. us. You mm-hmm. then create your plan. Mm-hmm. by creating this customized health plan with every layer that you need using the data mm-hmm. from the lab testing, which I help teach you how to do mm-hmm. in the course. And then you yeah. work the plan. When mm-hmm. you work, when you come into the program, the group coaching is there to help. Like if you have any questions on the process or you want me to look at a very specific portion of your lab, or you want me to vet your, your, your plan that you created, that's where the group coaching comes in. It's biweekly mm-hmm. and you can just ask one question to me. And, and otherwise just keep going on your own. And we have a student group for a Facebook student group that is Mm -hmm. also supports people to have ongoing support. The, there's only about what, seven, six or seven weeks of content because working Mm -hmm. the plan is six months, right? Yeah. I just tell you how to get to the, create the plan and work the plan. I have so many people who've come to me and they say, look, 
I can't afford to work with you. If you just told me what to do, I would do it. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. Do the Better Belly Blueprint. Now, if you want to work with me one-to-one, that's great for a couple things. Number one, Mm -hmm. you're dealing with problems more than just bloating and constipation to the point of like you have a lot of chronic illness or autoimmune disorders. You have very specific hormone stuff going on. Things that it's not that I don't talk about hormones. I do mm-hmm. definitely talk about hormones in the Better Belly Blueprint, but I if you need more tailored stuff, it's more than bloating and constipation or it's mm. or you that you're like I'm not I'm dealing with diarrhea and yeah. not and not constipation at all. That can be very different stuff and I just haven't crystallized that yet into a mm-hmm. course. And so work with me one to one and you get hand tailored stuff. You can work with me one to one if you're like I don't want to create my plan else and I want yeah. you to create my plan. I don't want to mm-hmm. interpret my labs. I want you to interpret my labs. Mm-hmm. Work with me one-to-one and you can work with me one-to-one if you just want more 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 personal care people mm-hmm. if you listen to this and you're like I don't group coaching I don't want to share my time with you I I really want like you I want your brain I want your mind on me that's when you work with me one-to-one okay awesome awesome and all of those links will be in the show notes below well thank you Allison so much for being on the podcast today I appreciate your time taking the time out to do this everything again will be in the show notes is there any final words you want to say or if you were to just be like hey this is what I'd want to tell your listeners like please you know don't go to a traditional doctor you know just kidding not that they need to you we all need to see traditional doctors but what if there's something that you could tell them like really prioritize your health, whatever that is, what would you, what would you like to say? Hmm. I mean, you know, I already said a lot of stuff that was like really deep in my heart. Mm-hmm. I would probably just want to reiterate to trust your symptoms, like trust mm-hmm. your body. And, and like, that's a process. Honestly, a lot of people we've lo- lost trust in our bodies because you'll say, well, I'll eat the same thing five days in a row and, and, two out of the three days I feel good and three out of the five I feel bad. And so you Mm -hmm. lose trust and you just start to think, well, it must be like, look, pathogens have a different life cycle than you, right? So Mm -hmm. they feel horrible two days of the week and they feel great three days of the week. And and that's what's different. It's not the food. So just ultimately you have to trust your symptoms because if you don't, you will devalidate yourself every time and you will not Mm. take steps because you don't even believe yourself. Yeah. You don't even believe that – something could be fixed that that you're not making it up in your head so and and sometimes i i don't know if hearing that helps somebody mm-hmm. it might not yeah. help you i realize i can't make anybody trust their own symptoms and trust their mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. but if you're listening to this podcast you're on that path you're thinking about it you're considering it take the leap trust yourself mm-hmm. and i want you to see i want to challenge you see trust yourself and see what fruits it gets as in trust mm-hmm. yourself and then go and find somebody to work with trust yourself and go and listen to more podcast episodes trust yourself and do whatever changes you can do yeah and see where it takes you because if you haven't been trusting yourself where has it led you and where are you at right now and and and, mm-hmm. and try something different Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you so much again for your time today, Allison. And I cannot wait for my listeners to go and follow you and listen to your podcast and hear more about just the deeper inside workings of our bodies and how it's just, there can be so much going on that we don't even realize, but to trust ourselves in the process and, and just start, like you said, start the journey, just start the journey, say yes. And everything else will come along with that. So thank you so much. We appreciate it.
Thanks, Shayla. It was great being with you guys. Hey, Fit Fam, it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.